Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish Football Podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And it's a triumphant Stop Hammer Time for uh, the third week in a row. Uh, Extraordinary, extraordinary scenes. And here to uh, spread the joy are myself, uh, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Everything all right over there? Yes, very good, yep. You're in lockdown, which we'll talk about for a minute. You've gone into, yes. you're self-isolating. Uh, we're, yeah, we're self-isolating because my daughter's boyfriend has had a positive test yeah. for COVID-19. So um, I, I've got the app. The app seems to work. Um, ah. And I'm, 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 you know, at home. We'll it's talk about that in now. a minute. Yep. Uh, also with us is Director of Newsroom Innovation at The Telegraph. Uh, it's Dan Silver. Hello. Thank Hello, you, Dan. Back. Yes. Uh, you, we've spotted, have grown a beard. I have, yes. You've got a lockdown beard. It which, was, to be fair, you have had before. You're not a, this is, you haven't broken your beard cherry with this lockdown beard. No, I've had a beard on and off since I started growing a double chin when I was about 18. So. Right. <laughs> oh, you were an early adopter of the double chin. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yes, One of my yes. first fashion choices, yeah. I'd, so. I'd like to say I've never not had a double chin. I've right. had one all my life. Right. And cherished right. it. Right. Yes, yes. Uh, it's with when you when you when you grow the beard to cover the double chin. Uh, there's then a question of whether you get those guys that stop the beard at quite a hard line under their jaw, um, or there's the just going all the way down till it joins up with your chest hair. Um, yeah, I'm very much quite hard decisions, aren't they? Well, I, I think it depends how much time you want to spend looking after your beard. And given that this is quite a lazy beard, a sort of lazy lockdown beard, I'm, I'm not going to be kind of shaving artificial lines into my hairline. No. So I'm just going to let it grow. It's, it's quite bushy at the moment. Yes, yes. Um, how is work for you? Obviously, uh, being a director of Newsroom Innovation, you must be doing a lot of stuff online, basically, anyway. Very much so. In fact, um, I now have an even longer, stupider title. So I'm now Director of Email and Newsroom Innovation. So um, ah. email is now ah. Yeah, well, it's been very good. Um, you know, obviously, uh, working from home is great and uh, not absolutely boring. And the uh, the news agenda has been pretty good for a sort of broadsheet publisher. So it has, yes. Things have been ticking along very nicely. Thank you very much. Um, how have you been watching the games? Have you been Zoom watching with pals and stuff? 
No, um, well, with, so watching with the family at home, that's kind of going on with the pals. So, um, you know, getting very excited children because we've actually played some very exciting games. Yeah. But, uh, a bit more of the kind of more cynical uh, commentary on the WhatsApp. Yes, yes. Yes, that's quite a good, that's sort of quite a good uh, workaround, isn't it? Is to take your kind of commentary from another source. Yes. You know, yeah. I think it's quite a good, uh, I think people are being quite sort of inventive in the ways they're finding to watch the games kind of together and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, yes. I'm not sure, not sure we'll, be, we'll be paying the 14 99 though when that rolls around. So. No, that's right. When does that start? Well, I mean, it starts um, already, so, uh, but our, our next couple of games, I think, have been picked for television anyway. Certainly yes. not in Liverpool, but then after that, I think it's... It's the Fulham game, I think, is the first one. Oh, right, really? Mm. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Um, that, I think we identified that one, if, if anything's changed in the laws, to maybe uh, congregate in a pub and watch it in a group of less than six people. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't. Well, I don't know if the pub will be allowed to. to no, probably not. No, no, unless they pay fifteen quid. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's well, true. Probably, yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, so I Zoom watched uh, uh, the game at the weekend with a, a bunch of people. In fact, I joined the meeting late, and so I missed the first goal. Um, unfortunately, the game was sort of had a kind of palindrome uh, shape. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of, they scored in the first minute and we scored in the last minute. And I, I did actually check to see if the timings were the same going backwards from the end of the game as they were going forwards from the beginning of the game, not but they quite. weren't quite the same. But no. not far off. We it's scored like, our goals in a slightly more concentrated period of time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like Christopher Nolan's tenet. It doesn't quite match up, but it's no. almost satisfying me. Quasi palindromic. So it was you seen that the film? ultimate game of two halves. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, of course, there were some wonderful moments uh, around that game. The um, the Spurs fan that, in fact, uh, <laughs> Declan Rice got involved in by trolling him, who said. We bring on Bale, they bring on Lanzini, Lo- crying with laughter face, crying with laughter face, crying with laughter, like a four crying with laughter face. <laughs> and, uh, that, uh, the hubris of that tweet uh, is still reverberating around the world, I think. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Didn't didn't mature like a fine wine, that one, did it? No, no. Uh, but then, you know, in fact, nor did a lot of things that people kind of wrote in real time. No, of course not. West Ham. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, but then again, you know, it was, uh, it was a unique game in the history of the league, isn't it? That's the, um, the only time in the history of the Premier League, apparently. I don't know who kind of checks or trawls through these statistics or whether they have computer algorithms to do it for them, that a team has come back from three goals down in the last um, nine minutes of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can easily see that being true. Obviously, they've come back from three down before, but perhaps yeah, not in that sort of shorter period at the end of the match. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of interesting. I mean, when we when we, when we we sort of shored things up and they didn't score for another half hour and we went in for the halftime break, yeah. it did cross my mind that, you know, there's times when a three-goal deficit, you know, like obviously Liverpool at Istanbul, feels like a run chase in cricket. It feels mm. like there's a clearly sort of defined project 
that you have to now embark on. And it sort of crossed my mind, you know, I'm not saying that I predicted the result or anything, and we will come no. to that in a minute, Jim. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I did sort of think, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, yeah, if I come back. I had exactly the same thought. It, 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 I wasn't Zoom watching. The, the timing of the last three games for Zoom watching, for one reason or another, for me, have been awkward. But uh, and, and I'm I'm loath now to join a group to Zoom watch because they've they've, you know, we've scored all those goals and got all those points whilst I've I've been watching in splendid isolation. But yeah, uh, you know, if there'd been someone watching with me, I would have said I kind of thought to myself at three nil. You know, just just we we sort of ended the the um, the second the first half pretty well. Uh, yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, if we just get, if we nick one here, this is going to be a really interesting game. We're not out of this. We're no, no, not out of this. Um, and of course, that feeling kind of faded as time went on. But yeah, we played well we, in the second half. I thought we dominated. And, and yeah, well. what do you make of it all, Dan? We did, but um, I mean, you have to kind of look at the the narrative of games like this as well. And I think. You know, I mean, Tottenham had a, an incredible start and, you know, we just could not cope with Kane and Son. And, you know, yeah. there'll, be, there'll be many more teams that also fail to cope with Kane and Son. I think Manchester United spectacularly failed to cope with them uh, yeah. the game before. Yeah. Um, and, but then I, I very much felt like Tottenham had kind of taken their foot off the gas. You know, they were 3-0 up. You know, I mean, they pretty much scored from their only three shots on target up to yeah. that point. And... And it's like we're we're naturally going to get back into that kind of game, and and in fact it happened a couple of times last season, I think, including Tottenham at home, and we went three 0 down and brought it back to three two. Yeah, mm. at home as well, three yeah. 0 down, yeah. brought it back to three two because the team three 0 up naturally kind of sits back and and kind of gets a bit complacent, and stops attacking. But yeah, I, mean, I thought yeah we we matched them, you know, very much for the like pretty much the the maybe an hour after they they stopped scoring. But I never once thought we were going to get anything out of the game. I thought we might get one back or, you know, we might get one back and then Bale will come on and they'll score. And yeah, I, I didn't think we would. I just, I just, it, yeah. it was just one of those games where you thought, oh, and, you know, and, and, nab one before half time. You know, it will, it will get, it will get tight, will get interesting, obviously. Yeah, um, you know, I think you're right. I mean, it was, the first half was an absolute masterclass from, from Kane. I mean, you, you have to say he was one of the best opposition performances for 45 minutes against that I've, I've seen I mean he was, was just, yeah. he was just imperious everything he did was was brilliant um but having said that you know um uh some of the things that we you know one one was concerned about uh, as the transfer window uh, slammed shut um were you know started just on sense to come home to roost a bit so antonio didn't have his best game and was yeah. obviously carrying a knock by the end um and um uh is slow um yeah. he's not a bad defender but he's slow and and if we play that high line um the balls over the top can could catch him out um yeah. Dropping back to try and cope with some meant that meant that um, you know Kane had a lot of space, and of course we did squeeze the space later on. That was the big adjustment that was made. Yeah. But it's still you know there was some shaky defending there. Um, yeah, I'm goals from them, but but you know Ogbonna was ball watching for the for the third one. Um, yeah. Second one, you know, it was one of those things. Yeah, nine times out of ten, they'd have snuffed that out, wouldn't they? He just had yeah. to kind of nutmeg. 
um, rice, and, rice and, yeah. and, the, and the ball went through Bonner's legs, you know. So, um, I mean, I thought even that first goal, I just thought Son, you know, just all three of their goals everything worked out for them. You know, those yeah. every pass reached its, its player. You know, we actually in the first half, we, we, we just put some crosses into the box that really weren't directed yeah. at a player in particular. You know, we, everything they did, they meant to do and it came off, Yeah. you know, for that first goal, um, Kane's quick thinking and that ball over the top to release Son. You know, Babuena sort of is up with him, really. I mean, he's, you know, he he he's not totally outstripped for play, but Son's really good. And that move inside. It's hard to know, stop. It's Yeah, it's difficult to stop. I thought it was, I mean, I you know, there were, there were calls for Babuena to be sort of substituted after sort of 10 minutes. He's being utterly humiliated. But I was like, well... I don't know. Son's sort of good. I think. I think. You know, who who do we go and buy another player during this game? Because I, you know, we haven't. You know, Son's just good, and yeah. and it's difficult. And they're like, you know, there's two of them. You know, you either. You know, you're you're giving half your team the job of snuffing out both Kane and Son. If you go, well, they shouldn't have got the chance. Well, they did, and they're. You know, we we can't man mark sort of every single player because then we don't create anything no i i agree with all of that i i wasn't really sort of saying that we shouldn't you know that we should have stopped those goals necessarily but i i felt there was a you know i i i'm not sure going forward all the apparent you know the, the weaknesses that we're aware of and have been slightly forgotten about in this glorious yeah free scoring run um, they're still kind of lurking there, aren't they? I mean, if, if you know, if Antonio completely does his hamstring in the, in the next game, yeah, yeah. who plays up front in this system? And it's, yeah. um, he played on the left for quite a lot of the, the game, didn't he? He did. It's sort of four now's coming inside as a kind of false nine, as they like mm, to call mm, it, um, mm. which was interesting. I mean, I don't know what the thinking behind that was, but I mean, um, I think, you know, I think, um, you know, in the way that when we played them at White Hart Lane, um, Pellegrini, uh, not White Hart Lane, the new stadium, when we beat them 1-0 at the new place, um, mm. you know, Fredericks was brought back into the fold. And I think possibly Diop, um, and I think Diop might have played on the sort of right side of our defence. And their pace, the pace of Diop and Fredericks, yeah did deal with Son and in that game, yeah. Deli Alley. And yeah. perhaps if we, you know, if we grow in confidence with this sort of 3-4-3 lineup, he might see the opportunities to sort of switch to 4-4-2. At the moment, I think he's sticking with that lineup because it beat one team 4-0 and the other team 3-0. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, there's things that it's difficult for him to... You know, he he's can't just tinker with the team. He doesn't have the depth of squad to go, yeah, this time I'm going to play, you know. No, and we are facing decent opponents at the moment. So he yeah. will naturally uh, on the side of caution because that's what he does. I, I don't, you know, I think playing four at the back against, well, our four, four of our defenders at the back against City, I think would be suicide and the same against Liverpool. So I think for those two games, he will absolutely stick with this formation. Yeah. System. And then maybe Fulham is a chance to actually, you know, see how we can then adapt and evolve and, and start taking the game on the front foot a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I thought, you know, sorry. No, go on, Jim. 
Well, I, I just thought, um, you know, I had a, 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 a night exchange on Facebook with Don Peretta, uh, who felt we were, and I think yeah, he's probably right, really, we would, we actually started the game too gung-ho. You know, we were perhaps a little bit still with the wind in ourselves in the previous two games, a little bit a little bit lacking in, yeah. in fact, on the pitch anyway. I don't know if that was necessarily a managerial thing, but... Um, you know, uh, you, you know, if you you come off the back of those two results, they must have gone into that game very, very confident. And it's encouraging that they kept playing. They kept playing, I thought, quite good football, really, and 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 playing the way they sort of sort of played in previous games, and 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 stuck at it and got, I thought, deserved, a deserved draw in the end. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. we were worth the three points. You know, it's a bizarre way to get it, but uh, you know, on balance. Yeah. It was sort of interesting because, as you say, Antonio was perhaps not having his best game. And no. we were kind of spurning quite a lot of opportunities. We had quite a few shots in the first half and stuff, but quite poor shots and not, you know, um, not as incisive by any means as uh, Spurs. And it was interesting that, so you know, like it was two free kicks that got us our goals in the end. You know, um, we needed sort of set pieces to get those goals. You know, uh, I mean, obviously I know that there was a lot, a lot between the initial sort of free kick and Lanzini's shot, but you know, th- th- it was the free kick that gave us the opportunity to have that attack. And, yeah, sure. You know, I think, I think it's great that we've now got that in our locker though, as well. Yeah. We've been so poor at set pieces for so yeah. long that you know, yeah. any kind of corner or, or free kick, we might as well just give them the ball straight back to the opposition. So to, to have that in reserve, if it's not working in open play, is yeah. like an incredible strength. And, and hopefully they're kind of, and I'm sure they are, working on this in, in training because it, it is looking like it's becoming quite a potent weapon with kind of Suchek milling yeah. about. You know, suddenly we look a bit dangerous from set pieces. Yes, yeah, yeah. quite agree. I, I totally agree. Uh, uh, and we've got some, you know, to some decent people who can who can deliver. You know, Cresswell delivers a good ball. So does Snodgrass. You yeah, know, I think. Uh, um, and of course, we've got Ben Rama to come in. Um, yeah. who's good for for with a dead ball. Um, yeah. No, I think that's 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 all. That's all absolutely right, and 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 very encouraging. I think you're right, Phil. You know. The um, final ball was poor, particularly first half. But really, you know, until those those free kicks and the and the lovely move to get. I mean, the own goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I mean, he he had. It was one of those ones where the, the defender was 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 caught in, in betwixt and between, wasn't he? I mean, he had to do something. Yeah. Owen was going to score if he didn't. Yeah, absolutely. If he didn't get yeah. something on it, and the little reverse. Pass the kind of looking the other way pass from Yarmo to yeah. a delight, you know. So uh, Yarmo came on and was was great. I thought. I mean, I sort of think that Yarmolenko, um, you know, after the after the. Um our heavy defeat in the Carabao Cup to Everton, uh, because prior to that, there'd been quite a clamour for some of those players to go into the first 11. Yeah. What have they got to do to get into the full? What have they got to do to get into the first 11? Um, uh, you know, my answer is not get turned over really easily by Everton. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yes, yeah, certainly keep defeating Cub Scout teams and groups of old ladies five and six one, but and then just losing to Everton without you know with a whimper. That's how not to get into the first team. But Yarmolenko, um, 
I think sort of is quite a bit hard done by in a way because whenever he comes in, nearly every game he does something very good, and it's quite often something that leads to a goal. Yes. Or yeah. like in Chelsea, he scores a goal, you know. And I thought it was interesting. The Arsenal game, obviously, he was at fault when he came on for their goal. Yeah. And he made up for that, I think, on, on Sunday by, you know, basically preventing Gareth Bale scoring the winner. So yes. I think clearly someone yeah. gone at him that, you know, if you're coming on, you're not just coming on to do something up that end. You've got to actually track back. You've got to think about the defensive part of your game as well. And, it, yeah. and he absolutely took that on board because without his challenge, Bale is absolutely scoring that goal and we're having a very different conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think I remember very, in the... I remember in Yarmolenko's kind of first spell before the injury, he he made uh, you know a goal-saving challenge in our area. Ooh. I think there's a. I think maybe he's got a kind of demeanour, you know, a bit like Arnautovic that causes people in a way to just assume that he's a bit lazy. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, he works pretty hard in games. I think you know he, he you know we haven't seen much of the post-injury version of. Yarmolenko, you know, in the same as Lanzini, who we'll come on to in a minute. But, but um, you know, he had a nasty injury, Yarmolenko, and was, you know, already approaching 30 and is quite, there's quite a lot of him to move around. Um, mm. But uh, I think he's, you know, he's got really good feet. He turns very quickly and I think he's a danger and I think he should get you know, 25 minutes at the end of a game, half an hour at the end of the game, because I think he's someone that can change the game, uh, you know. Well, um, if we get, you know, I think you're right about him in that respect. And, of course, if, if, if Lanzini can get back to anything like, you know, his pre-injury form, and hopefully that goal will have given him a huge confidence boost, um, then, yeah, you have got game changers on the bench, um, you know, and then you've got Ben Rama to add to that. So that's still, you know, and we're scoring goals for fun. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with the the attacking half, half of the of, of the setup at the moment, is there? No. I'm just worried about, you know, it's 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 how deep the squad goes yeah. defensive, on the defensive yeah. side of things, yeah. you know, um, both at centre-up, I, I, you know. Um, I don't know what the question Craig Dawson is supposed to be is supposed to be the um, answer to, but um, no, no. <laughs> um, I'm glad he's, he's just, on. Low. He's just like he's just like cannon fodder, isn't he? You know. Um, yeah, I'm so, glad he's on. Low. He's really just yeah. to provide a bit of depth, isn't he? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact he didn't go straight in is is you know that's yeah, a kind of indicator, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, one thought that went through my head as Gareth Bale bore down on goal was uh, News International headline writers all over the country getting ready for a picture of Gareth Bale and the word for. Um, <laughs> it looks yeah, like yeah, yeah, Spurs yeah, yeah. were going to score a fourth goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's take a break and we'll carry on uh, talking about the match after this message. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving you smiling intact. 
Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Yeah, it, it was fantastic the way we kind of stuck in that game. I thought we, you know, as you said, we were, we were actually actively good in the second half. And also, heads didn't go down uh, after the three goals went in in the first half. I think no, we, no. we kept think... the same level of enterprise. Dan, how do you feel about Moyes? Do you, I mean, what, so what, what level of credit do you give Moyes for what's going on at, at the moment? So, so I mean, I, I've been quite down on David Moyes. Um, you know, he... In both his spells, I, I wouldn't have said he was the, the man that I wanted or the type of manager I wanted for our club. You know, I wanted a much more progressive, younger, hungrier, new ideas. Um, and in the, in his first spell, obviously there was a lot of firefighting, but I was, I was quite disappointed about how how we just he, he didn't seem to really develop the team very much. And I know obviously. You know, moving on out of it into the middle was was kind of his great masterstroke. But you know, I, I mean, it's, it's it's not going to rank on the, the, the kind of list of great managerial masterstrokes of all time, is it? But I think this time round, I'm I'm kind of having to really eat my words a little bit. You know, I think mm. he's really sort of impressing me with the way that he is forming this team. You know, I think I think the the kind of post lockdown results were a little bit freakish. Um, you know, I, I think it was, it was a very weird situation for mm. everyone. Um, you know, Antonio had the streak of his life. You yeah. Know, he will never have that yeah. scoring form again. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite down on Antonio being our kind of main recognised striker. I think, you know, he's got a job up there, but I, I don't think he'll, he'll be a, a, an, an all-out striker for as long as he lives. Um, and, but I think, you know, Moyes is now... Has, has taken that, has taken the, the form, taken the results, and built a team around it. And you know, it looks like they've got character. It looks like people on that pitch now know what they're doing, which yeah. you can't you can't say has looked like that very often for the last sort of two years. And he does look like he's starting to pick people on how they will operate in that unit, rather than on their reputation yeah. or on you know what fans are clamoring for on Twitter. You know, I was like, you know, same as you, kind of, well, you know, Felipe Anderson, you know, we probably should be playing him since so he spent all that money, much money on him. But no, he doesn't play the system, so we kind of ship him out on loan. And that's quite a ballsy move. And I think that there's quite an interesting story on the Mail Online today where um, sort of some senior players were basically saying that, you know, Moyes has reinstilled discipline, that, you know, yeah. For the last couple of years, players could turn up late for meetings, turn up late for training, and it was kind of, you know, let slide by Pellegrini. Bilic kind of let it slide a little bit, but yeah. more cracked down on this. And I think he is slowly but surely putting his stamp on the club. Now, whether whether he gets to do that for more than this season, who knows? But we are getting, we are starting to see the fruits of his obvious labour. Yeah, I think that I think that you know what people see as kind of flaws in David Moyes. You could see them as flaws, but they're simply what he's like. I think he's um, he's very cautious. He's quite slow to change. He doesn't just try something for the sake of it. You know, both his first spell after Billich, 
And his first spell, um, you know, after uh, uh, Pellegrini and the first couple of games after, you know, during lockdown and the first couple of games of this season, we've got off to a slow start because he's put 11 names out there uh, on the team sheet and sent them out onto the pitch and just had a look at how they perform. And then he learns lessons quite slowly. And I think he... You know, I've got a lot of friends in the comedy scene because I work in the comedy business and I'm a comedy writer. And a friend of mine is a quite successful live comedian. And sometimes I'll see a routine of his and I'll sort of suggest something that he could do that. And I'm not suggesting a whole joke or something, but it's just something that um, they could uh, say or do. But I know they're not going to do it because they would have to try that joke out in a small comedy club to a tiny audience of 15 about 10 times before moving it on to medium scale venues and then putting it in their, you know, arena filling set. They, they, they wouldn't just take a leap of faith that that would work. They have to see it work themselves. They can't, you know, and I think Moyes is that he has to, he has to experience something working firsthand to believe that that will happen and I think you just have to accept that that's what he's like and kind of you know and he has built this team and he's starting to be proven right and he's found a system that as we said last week the players believe in it yeah yeah they've got self-belief you know I, I think I think you're right I mean I think he's he's an unspectacular manager there's no he's not you know he's never going to be a kind of uh, uh, tactical guru genius but I think he. Uh, I, I like the team of lieutenants he has, and I like what what he says, uh, you know, in, in in press conferences and things um, uh, about you know basic footballing principles. You know, I think he, the team is, I think, undoubtedly fitter under this regime. They yeah. seem to last ninety minutes better than they were doing under, uh, certainly than they did under Billage and, and to a lesser extent Pellegrini. Um, I think they, as you say, know what their job is. You know, he's not, they're not blinded with science. It's a kind of, this is a clear cut, you're, you're doing this job and this is how you fit in. I think he doesn't take crap from people, I suspect, and doesn't tolerate, as you've suggested, kind of, kind of a lackadaisical approach and, and, and a kind of, kind of sloppy attitudes and so on. And I think players respect him for that. And I think, you know, there, there, is some, there is some good players at the club. They've looked like a shambles at times over the last two or three years. Uh, but now, under Moyes at the moment, they look like a football team. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, some of its parts, you know. And um, I, I hope they do back him. I hope, you know, I hope he does uh, get a, uh, an extension of contracts and, I, you know, give, give him some proper funds to, to work with um, and, and let him try and build something. Well, we, we're desperate for somebody to try and you know build something and i think that has to happen more slowly than a lot of fans are prepared yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. So, uh, another thing about him i think is that both you know after billich after pellegrini and at the beginning of this season um you know, he has had to come and, uh, and, you know, the problem, obviously, the team was demoralised and, frankly, shit under Bilic and Pellegrini. He inherited an utterly demoralised, uh, misfiring football team. And then this season, there's no business in the transfer window. So it looked like, you know, the same set are going to have to go again. And 
you know, what I like about him is that his solution nearly every time has involved, you know, I, I've got to sort of, you know, shore up this sinking ship. And his solution has been to find a way to attack the other team, not to defend more. You know, yeah, no, I think that's that's been that's been surprising actually, hasn't it? You I know, that's the thing that surprised me most. But I don't think it doesn't surprise me. He's not people sort of think he's like Allardyce or Pulis, but I mean, you know, that Everton side was a very attacking yeah. team. You know, I don't yeah. think he's ever I don't think you know, there's this weird misapprehension that he's sort of defensive. And I think, you know, conservative and defensive aren't necessarily the sort of same thing. I think he's every time he's kind of gone, we can't we can't not give the other teams something to think about. Otherwise, we will go down. We'll get relegated. Yeah. You know. Well, it's five games in, and we've scored 11 goals, mm. which I think I'm pretty confident. I did a bit of checking at some of the obvious good seasons that I can remember. I think that's the most goals we've had after five games in a Premier League season mm. so far. So, and, and, and as you said, Dan, against good opposition as well, not against, you yeah. know, Barnsley, as it you know, what the one since 97 98 was that that we played Barnsley first game, we had 10 points before the end of August. But, um, but the one you know, thing we scored nine or ten goals that season. The one thing we haven't scored against this season was the worst team we played, Newcastle. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think like there's, there were some stats kind of flying around earlier in the week about our kind of XG and, and XA this season, and you know, the kind of the the he, he stated that, you know, he wanted to stop us giving away chances and the, the stats absolutely back that up. We are not, we are not giving the opposition many, many attacks on our goal and not, and not many quality scoring chances. But at the same time, as you say, he has absolutely increased the number of attacks we are having. So he's done it at both ends. And, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, you know, people, as you say, people are still down on him or down more. He's dithering more. He's, you know, can't sign anyone, can't make a sub. But he has transformed the team on the pitch. <laughs> Yeah. Well, with with his two, I mean, the, the January signings have been very significant. We've said this obviously before, but mm. you know that that becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. The work rate uh, um, and capability of of Bowen and and Suchek, you know, just the legs that that that, that brings to the to the team, which we, we were crying out for, weren't we? In midfield, we just used to get time and time again, uh, you know, just played round, overrun, just, uh, um, you know, and now we uh, we quite often boss it in midfield against good opposition midfields, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, he's given them, he's sort of given them roles that, you know, they, they, they don't have to hide. They're good at their roles. So if they play well in a game, and, you know, Rice was really good on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Rice yeah. is going to grow more confident with each game. Suchek has been, been bought in to do what he did at Slavia Prague. So he just hits the ground running. He just goes, OK, I'll just do that again. Yeah, you know, is a great case in point, isn't it? You know, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think left wing back, he looks he looks a footballer. He really does. I thought he was very good on, on Sunday, Masawaki. Yeah. Yes, he was, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, his... his um, the more of a run you get, you give him in the side, the more you will get some nice, you know, through balls and some nice bits of control, some nice keeping the ball, you know, um, 
it's a sort of numbers game, isn't it? What you got when he didn't play all that much was you got a couple of touches like that and then a number of catastrophic mistakes that would <laughs> yeah. um, outweigh yeah. that. But that's because yeah. it's a sort of minutes on the pitch thing. If he plays yeah. every game, the good moments will begin to outweigh the bad moments. And yeah. uh, what what Masuaku brings will start to, you know, um, outweigh the downsides. I mean, you know, it's a bit like Antonio in a way. Antonio, um, there have been games I can remember where he has lost us points with, you know, uh, the only word I can think of is, is ineptitude, but that's very yeah. unkind. Um, but then what he does, if he plays a lot, uh, outweighs it. You know, he'll yeah, weigh it with positive moments where he does good things, you know. Um we touched on it earlier, but uh, could this be the return of Lanzini? I hope so. Uh, I, I I feel the thing that he's lost with the knee injury is that little snap of pace that he had, you know, on receiving the ball. That that that, that just that ability to get away from a man, and then obviously he's got great feet and great vision when 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 he does that. Um, interesting though, he lost his shooting boots sometime before that injury, didn't he? So it was it was really yeah. good. That, I mean, it was a fantastic strike. I mean, it really, really, the ball coming at you and you're hitting it first time across it. That was a it was a fantastic goal. Um, yeah. And he's got you know he has got that quality. You don't you don't you know that there is the class the class is permanent thing, isn't there? Yeah. So I got to worry about him physically. I think I must have watched that goal now over a hundred times yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much on a loop all of Sunday and quite a lot <laughs> um, I, I would dearly love to get the Lanzini of sort of 2015 back um, but you know I, my my heart says yes my head says that unfortunately I, I don't think it's going to happen but also I mean I, I don't see where he gets in this team at the moment anyway so I think he'll be restricted to to cameo appearances but you know if that's his swan song then you know yeah. but I think I think that cameo cameo appearances could be could be could be ideal I mean you know um uh, I think uh, that he's got that quality and, and there are going to be times when we will have the ball I think this this team is we, we haven't played the Fulhams and the, and yeah. the, you know, the Burnleys and whatever yet. But, um, you know, there are going to be times when there's a different kind of challenge. You can't just kind of counterattack because the other team will sit back and let you have the ball. Um, we're going to have to unpick tight, well-organised defences, aren't we? And, and yeah. we bring on Ben Rama. And then we'll have, well, then we'll have Ben Rama. We've got Yarmolenko. We've got, we've got Nancy. We've got, we've got potentially the weaponry to do that. Um uh, my, my my bigger concern, really, in the in, in the kind of attacking end of the bit, is how Haller fits in, really, yeah. and whether or not he can adapt to being the centre forward, in you know, with those other players around him. I don't see why not. I don't see why he shouldn't function very effectively with Bowen and Ben Rama or Fornells, you know, alongside him. I think Haller's Haller's best game in in recent memory was that um, the win against Southampton before just yeah. lockdown. Yeah when he had Bowen on one side and Antonio on the other. So, yes. and he was absolute monster that day. Um, you know, that goal he scored, where he, he kind of challenged the keeper. You know, he was yeah. really yeah. up about. So I think he can. I mean, I, I hand on heart, I, I like Hallow and I would much rather we were kind of building a, a focal point around him as a sustainable attacking future. But, 
he could, he doesn't fit into the current system, but I, I kind of hope Moyes is, is kind of lying awake at night working out how to get the best out of him. Because yeah. I think he is by far and away our, our best attacking force that we have. And we just need to work out how we can effectively integrate him into us. Yeah. Yeah. Quite often, though, the, the Ukraine have played Yarmolenko sort of up front with people around him, um, and uh, that seems like you know not 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 a disastrous idea. He in the international break, uh, they, you know, the Ukraine beat France one nil with a fantastic uh, through ball from Yarmolenko. Yeah, Spain. Spain, yeah, Spain, one uh, nil with a fantastic through ball from Yarmolenko. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of, you know, I've, I, I've well, he's quality. He's a quality international yeah. footballer. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. yeah, yes, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Mourinho was very sort of gracious about uh, that win. Um, um, uh, he was a sort of grieved with a couple of decisions. Actually, I thought we were very lucky when Snodgrass won that free kick at the end. It was canny streetwise play, wasn't it? It was yeah. very canny play. I have to say, I didn't yeah. think it was a free kick at all. He just got in front of the guy, didn't he? And then yeah. sort of pretended to be pushed over. Yeah. It's, the kind, of, it's the kind of thing teams do to us. Count yeah. times. And we're like, oh, God, we've been suckered again. You know, we've, West Ham have never really had that kind of streetwise canny no side to them and it was great to see I think even even more fortunate Ogbonna's very clear block on Winks to stop him getting to Lanzini I mean yeah 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 if you look at the replay uh, maybe I've seen the replay many times the the referee is actually thinks he's in the way of Lanzini's shot and turns away to try and stop getting the ball in the face and I think that is what stops him seeing Ogbonna barge into Winks so yeah. Um, why VAR didn't look at it, or maybe they did, I don't know. I think he, I think, I think it again, I think it's canny and streetwise, but I think it's, I mean, he stands his ground. I mean, I, you know, I think that would have been harsh to have, it would have been, it would have been harsh, but again, it would have been very Western yeah. for that goal to be I, chipped off. I <laughs> yeah. one that, that no one made any fuss about, or it wasn't even good debate, was, was um, the Bowen when he was through. I thought he yeah. was nailed on, fouled. And, yeah, um, yeah, me too. And, and he was that, actually. Yeah. It, it should have probably been. I mean, I think he was through. I think it was last man as well. So, yeah, well, I, you know, that certainly should have been penalised. Yeah. With the, with the yellow. Actually, it's funny. Um, uh, you know, it's fortunate that Bale has got his shot away, which has missed, because Yarmolenko's tackling yeah. him in the area. It's to just push him over with his hands. He yeah. literally just shoves him to the ground. Um, yeah. But, you know, but, I mean, actually, the you know, the good thing about all of those, even the, the Snodgrass, uh, the Ogbonna and Yarmolenko on Bale, is that the Spurs, none of the Spurs players complained at that point. No, they didn't. You know, I think when the Spurs player gave away that foul, for Snodgrass, he just thought, oh, fuck, you know, um, I've been done by, you know, by a canny player. Um, you know, there's no yeah. sort of injustice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I very much liked um, um, Son Heung-min's uh, post-match interview <laughs> uh, where he, where a bit like uh, Haley Joe Osmond in the film AI tries to show human emotions um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's it's like he's sort of learnt the display of emotions just from descriptions he's seen on Wikipedia. Because <laughs> he, he says I'm sad. He says I'm sad we lost the game. But then sort of does like tries to do uh, this sort of idea of sort of sad acting. 
<laughs> it's funny. It's, it, the, the only thing that he's good at kind of conventionally conveying in emotions is, I have been fouled, uh, which, which is like that synthesizing. It's like a human emoji face. He just kind of pulls out. <laughs> not, not quite real emotion. But my, my other great um, pastime since, since the game has been watching videos of Tottenham fans on social media kind of reacting. Yes. You know, going 3 0 up and then and then finally being pegged back. And it's, uh, you know, if you've got half an hour to spare, there's a lot of them. It's absolutely wonderful. It's very cathartic. That, uh, that tweet, the sort of, you know, the, the possibly the most hubristic tweet in the history of tweeting, except when uh, Donald Trump has now now claims that Twitter is um, a kind of tool for the Democrats. <laughs> we literally four years have shown that it is the Republicans' main source of conveying information to the public. And he now kind of goes, oh, it's unfair because the Democrats have got Twitter. Like, what's fucking wrong with you, you fucking idiot? Um, it's extraordinary, but um, but but it's funny that 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 oh, they just you know a lot of my friends are Spurs fans and they're really you know they're they're nice guys and sort of sensible guys, but there is a sort of malaise among sort of Spurs fans that has to do with this big club. We are a big club. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're a big club. Um, and, you know, the best managers, the best players in the world want to come to us because we are a big club. It's abstract notion. And that's what that tweet sums up in, you know, single figure numbers of words is that he goes, we've got we've got Gareth Bale. They've only got yeah. some bloke called Lance yeah. because we're big. We've got Gareth Bale. He used to play for Real Madrid and now we've got him because he big we're big um <laughs> you know and it's like down to whoever puts the ball in the net not how famous the name it's very childish isn't it i mean i think the thing about it is i mean villa fans used to be just as bad i felt this mm. with this kind of delusion because you know having won the european cup um but of course what spurs fans haven't had is the kind of chastening experience of relegation and and, and yeah. you, you know dull years in the doldrums that um like both Leeds I think Leeds fans similar as well Leeds fans and Aston fans have had spurs have never had that and they they do just they do think of themselves don't they as as somehow belonging to this elite uh, group of clubs that, yeah. that they really don't they really don't belong to, I mean you know they're hanging on in there yeah, they never quite make it. They always fall at the last hurdle. You know, yeah. I think yeah. that's right from that point Yeah. Yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, but very... Like all uh, clubs, they have their share of good, good, decent guys and supporters. Um, yeah, guys. they do, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yes, it was, I mean... It's interesting because there was, you know, there there is this kind of thing. It's gone a bit sort of Spursy, and that last, obviously, that final nine minutes on Sunday. I mean, that they, you know, the, our goals did sort of come out of nothing. Two of them were out of set pieces. Uh, you know, one, the 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 uh, Kufal cross was very difficult to do it. That was an excellent passage of play. Um, but um, I don't know if they were the kind of architects of their own downfall spurs in that last time. I don't think they were, really, because the goals kind of came out of nowhere and were a result of us just sticking in the game and not being yes. off. Yeah, I thought they were. I, I mean, I, you could argue they took off. The, I, I think they were more just uh, typically Mourinho, cautious, 
you know, they'd gone three 0 up. He, it was all about game management for them, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but then let's not forget Bale's chance and also Harry Kane hitting the post. For, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, that had been an inch the other way again, four nil, and and you know, we we wouldn't yeah. have anything better. Of course, four now should have scored as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. not. Um, yeah, needs to grow. Yeah, I think I think it was a mix of, of game management, a bit of complacency. I I don't think I think there's there might be a character problem in the Spurs squad. I don't think Harry Kane, for all his qualities, is this great leader. And you know, kind of no, possibly not. No, to, to no, kind of but he's a great long. footballer. Yeah. So so I think it's a kind of mix of all the all the above. But to be honest, I don't really care. <laughs> no, um, and you're right not to, Dan. The one thing it did more than uh, more than any other game in the whole lockdown period, though, was make me ache to be back in a football ground watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just thinking about how fucking mental I would have gone if I <laughs> yeah, yeah. at that game. Yeah. Uh, it, I, you know, I, I was lucky uh, enough to be in the the away end at White Hart Lane in 2005 when Anton Ferdinand scored in the. Oh, well lockdown. done! Yeah. Yeah. That. The three flies as well. That was another draw. You know, we had a corner. Years not went up. We were at um, <laughs> Phil and I were at, were at, I think it was at Wembley, wasn't it, for the um, the League Cup. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. on a three-two comeback. That was pretty good. And um, we went to the wins. We went to the wins the, in the middle Allardyce season, the otherwise yeah, utterly yeah. wretched Allardyce season, and those were the sort of the only beacons because there was a cup win with. We went to that. Tip down with rain, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there have been a few, haven't there? You know. Yeah. I, uh, well, of course, I went to the first uh, win in the new stadium. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> you mentioned that a few times already, Phil. <laughs> I, I, I think I have brought it up. Oh, talking of which, our predictions from lo- the last podcast were the result oh, of this yes. case. I've been, um, I've been quiet about this, but I did predict the 3-3. You predicted the 3-3. I mean, in a sense, I mean, my prediction of uh, Tottenham Hotspur 2, West Ham 4... Uh, gets the amount of goals in the game correct. Yes, no, yeah, but um, you definitely lost that your 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 mystic Meg tag now. I, 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 well, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I think with uh, I think with the numerical, I mean, it was a six goal thriller, and uh, I feel I <laughs> more or less got I more or less got the result with my Spurs two West Ham four prediction. You can't really more or less get a result, can you? No. The result. Well, I, I disagree. I, I disagree. And in fact, uh, this conversation reinforces the idea that in fact. I, I got it. I got the score right by predicting the number of goals, which was six goals. Oh. And I think I feel. I feel in a way that's always been the 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 aim of our predictions is more the amount the of goals total number of goals. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't really matter who gets the goals. It's so just how predict we are. win the next game six one and we lose seven nil. I got it right. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. Yes. yes. That's what that means. Yes. Um, and, uh, of course, that is a very real possibility because our next game is, of course, Manchester City. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Except I'm not going to predict 6-1. No, I mean... Uh, you know, uh, you know. What just you know, to, one more thing to draw a line under that game is that, you know, another thing that... Um, 
you know, Moyes and his backroom staff have brought to the club is there's a real spirit in the team, isn't there? They all lose their shit when Manny sticks that ball in the top of the net, you know. Manny loses running over with an ice pack on his hamstrings. (laughs) You know, yeah, they you're right. You know, there is a real team spirit that again hasn't been there over the last couple of years. And and maybe some of the players he has moved on and, and you know sent out on loan might also be a part of that. That might be in his decision making as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I think, you know, like right from the word go, it's like Bowen and Suchek seemed like really nice guys that that just get on with everyone and also do their job well so immediately have the respect of all the other players in the team and their you know their contributions both uh, you know in playing and in team spirit have been uh, immense i think you know yeah. i think people yeah. like playing with both of them and um you know they've bought the best out of the players around them it's kind of ironic because after the after Dean Garner and, and Mark Noble's tweet, you know, everyone was predicting the dressing room was about to fall apart, but they're yes, yeah. stronger yeah. And than ever. So it's kind of funny how these things work out in it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yes, our next game is Manchester City. When is that? Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. 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 Yes. Yeah. I mean, is it there or here? No, it's it's at Thunder Stadium. Right, the Thunderdome. Um, yeah, yeah, not not that it makes a huge amount of difference, I don't think. But you know, no. maybe a bit. But um, yeah, uh, it's you know, it's tough, isn't it? They, uh, you know, they. I mean, well, these I think they'll still be without games. De Bruyne. I think Sorry? Be, I think they'll still be without De Bruyne. Yes, that's. And, you know, I mean, although they have got you know a galaxy of of, of stars, you know, he is probably their best player. So yeah. that's handy, you know. Yes, yes. And they're playing midweek as well. So, you know, maybe, yes. maybe a few of them will be in isolation by the time they fly back to England. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, it really I, is the new lasagna, isn't it? <laughs> Coronavirus. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to win, but I'm also pretty confident that it's not going to be another kind of 4-0, 5-0 capitulation that we've got used to over the last couple of years. I don't think this team would do that. So, you know, and, I, and I'm almost reasonably confident we might get a point, maybe. So, you know, I, I just think we, we're a, a different proposition. I think and Mourinho actually mentioned that after the game, didn't he? That, you know, West Ham are a lot better now than the, the West Ham of, of last season. I yeah. think you know, it, it, that is very clear. And I think I think it would be a very different game to the, the Man City hammerings that, that we've grown accustomed to. Or at least I hope it will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, it, 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 you know, just um, sheer weight of numbers suggests that, you know, um, we should score in it, you know, and that was something that a couple of years ago was not necessarily nailed on. Um, So, yeah. Jim, what's your prediction? Well, I, I, I think we've, we've had such a fantastic, I I think this might be, they need to, to up their game. I think I, I fear them actually. And I, I think, um, they'll have a bit too much for us, but I think it. I agree with Dan. I think it'll be tight. I don't think. I don't think they'll. They'll do their usual clobbering us. I'm going to go for a one-two defeat. A one-two defeat. Yes, Dan. What do you say? 
Um, I'm going to go for two all draw. Nice. So I was going to be mine. Three one defeat, right? That's how it works. So yes, yes, you can have that. You can if if that is it, you can have that. Yeah, this is outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh dear. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to say West Ham United three, Manchester City two. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So that way, if they beat us five nil, you're right. I'm. I'm right. Yeah. I will be <laughs> the most right out of all of us. Yes. <laughs> you'll almost. You'll be. At, you'll be at Paul the Octopus level <laughs> of rightness. Yeah. Oh, there's a film about an octopus on Netflix. I might watch it after this podcast. My friend, the oh, octopus, okay. or something. It was called. Oh, okay. I read a book about uh, um, human brains and octopus brains last year. What's it called? Uh, Other minds. It's good. The octopus is very interesting. Very interesting. Don't they have more than one brain or something? Ridiculous? Well, they they're sort of all brain. Their right. their their limbs are moved by brains that are essentially inside their limbs. Right. Oh. Yeah. And the weird thing about them is, is uh, that, you know, in the big scheme of things, often uh, creatures with large brains quite often have long lives. But octopus is quite often, they, you know, the maximum they'll live is something like five, and they quite often die at like two, two and a half. Oh. It's quite weird, considering that they're so sort of, um, you know, so biologically advanced, and then yeah. just pop off really quickly. It sort of That's seems a bit of a waste of energy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Very educational segment. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we always like this is how we're ending now, Dan. <laughs> I forgot to text you to bring a piece of inf- interesting information to the podcast. Yeah. But that's what we'll do next time. We can all bring a fun fact. Excellent. Yeah. All right. We might have to do that if we lose to Manchester City next week. We might have to fill yeah, it. Yeah, that will be trivia. We'll have a quiz. <laughs> All right, so uh, yes, let's wrap this up. Um, uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Dan Silver. Farewell. Come on, you irons. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.